0: Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from the Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of the Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. Hey, gang, it's Kim, and I just wanted to say a quick thanks for all your help spreading the show leaving us those reviews, and talking with us in our Facebook group, and of course, listening. You are literally the reason we do what we do. So thank you and keep up the good work. Share the show and spread the love. If you're not sure how to share the show, hop on over to howinthehellpodcast.com and hit the Apple logo right there on the homepage. Have you ever just been living your life, you know, Just going along with your day when something so astounding and astonishing happens that you feel like maybe you just stepped into a parallel universe or maybe somehow your life just turned into like a real-life movie? Yeah, we've got a couple of those types of stories on today's show when myself and my sister Erin find ourselves in situations we absolutely do not expect. And this week, we're not so much laughing as we are just amazed at what's happening in our lives. In our first story, Erin travels to New Orleans for a getaway with the girls, and what happens there still has her wondering to this day. But that's not all that surprises her on that trip. When she lands back home, something else out of the ordinary occurs. Then I have a story about a time I thought I had nowhere to stay, but ended up staying somewhere I never expected. We close out this week's episode with a cute story from a new call-in storyteller, Melanie. She has a true tale of the hazards and hilarity of online dating when you have a teenage son. Stay with us. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. Sometimes the smallest details make the biggest difference. Erin's getaway with the girls proves that to her more than once. I think you might be talking about the time that I convinced
1: myself that the guy that I kissed was not homeless because his teeth was too white. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just found I just found that the like guy was from New <laughs> Orleans. Because his teeth was too white. No, I meant because his teeth were too white. Okay, we have to back up a little bit. So I'm going to set the backstory here. I was in a phase of my life where I was going through a little bit of heartbreak and I was invited to go on an annual girls trip every year. And this year we chose New Orleans and I didn't want to go because I was kind of mopey and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we ended up going, there was a group of, I think seven, seven or eight of us and uh, we get to New Orleans. Of course, the first within the first 15 minutes, I'm pretty sure we were all drinking. So we're drinking, having a good time. I, I don't think it was that first day that we got there that this happened. Because, again, I'm going to back this up a little bit. Two things on this trip happened that were like scenes out of a movie, literally. Like this doesn't happen in real life. And I, the women that were with me, can attest to this because. Both things that happened, I looked around and all of their mouths were like gaping. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so it was hilarious. Like, yeah, it was one of those things where what, what the hell just happened here? So anyway, I think it was day two. We started walking back down Bourbon Street. We'd made a couple stops and had a few drinks. That was the goal of this whole trip was just to drink. So we did. And I was in this little blue dress and we passed this rundown looking cafe. And there's this really tall, really striking man sitting on the ground with a sign in his hand that said, God, I wish I could remember what it said. It didn't fit. It was almost like he was saying, don't give me money. He and I locked eyes at some point when we were walking by and he had ice blue eyes and then he smiled, and his teeth were like perfect and white, like super white. And then crystal blue eyes, long curly—like not super long, but kind of long curly brown hair. I remember thinking to myself, "There, there's no way this guy is for real. A homeless dude. He's too freaking cute, and his teeth are too white."
2: And so, oh my
1: god! So we walk oh, on by. Interesting. No, that's all that happened. There was no more of an exchange than that. We kept walking by and Megan, my bestie, looks over at me and she said, I think he liked you. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And now keep in mind, I'm in the middle of like heartbreak. And so I'm thinking, uh, the guy that I am in love with has discarded me. I'm in New Orleans with a bunch of ladies I can do anything I want when I'm here, you know, but you don't feel like that when you're in that situation, when you're heartbroken, right? So this is why I remember this and why it was a cool story for me because we get two blocks away from where the guy was sitting. And all of a sudden, one of the ladies that I was with said, no way, this guy, I think he's coming to find you. Wow. He's running down the sidewalk And he gets to me and he puts his arm around my waist and he pulls me to him and he gives me a full on kiss. Like not just a little smooch. This was a full on kiss. Like tongue? Yes. Most people would be revolted by that and would back away or slap somebody or whatever. But again, what went through my mind was discard New Orleans heartbreak. Screw it. And white teeth. (laughs) (laughs) So I rationalized in like a split second that this person really is not homeless.
0: Okay, this is something that obviously doesn't happen every day. Stay tuned to find out what happens next with Erin and the homeless hunk who just kissed her. Hey, it's Kim. And I just want to say that the fact that you are listening just blows our minds. Thanks so much. I also wanted to ask you if you'd like to become a producer on the show. Yeah, you, a podcast producer. How do you do that? Well, you just hop over to patreon.com, search for How in the Hell Did I Get Here, and sign up to support us. There's all different levels over there with lots of fun perks. This is an independent podcast, so when you support us, you are truly helping to produce the show. And it's pretty cool to say that you're a podcast producer, right? Head to Patreon. Make it happen. Back to our story.
1: Again, what went through my mind was discard New Orleans, heartbreak, screw it, and white teeth. <laughs> so I rationalized in like a split second that this person really is not homeless. So anyway, I kissed him. That lasted for two seconds. I, everybody around me that I was with, this is the gaping mouth scene where someone just ran after you to find you and then grabbed you and kissed you. That only happens in the movies. It doesn't happen in real life, but I don't don't care if he was homeless because it was a cool experience. And what happened right after that was he said, I'm not really homeless. He said, I am a business owner in Chicago. I own a very famous restaurant and I have a fiance. He said, I was just doing an experiment here. Um, He was very eloquent. He, it was very, very um, convincing. Not that it mattered at that point. I'm like, why did you kiss me if you have a fiance? But I think it was just a moment's thing, what I'm asking. I'm <laughs> or like, he was totally schizophrenic, in, and he could have been a schizophrenic homeless person. Yeah, he could have been, but, but the he white was teeth, very white teeth, uh, very articulate, and all of the gals agreed with me on the trip that there's no way that he was homeless. But thinking back on the whole thing, pretty sure he was homeless, <laughs> but I didn't care. At the moment, and then God, I wonder how we could find out. You know, that's well, so- maybe he'll hear the uh, podcast. Uh, yes, <laughs> I I have so thought wait, about he it. Hear this? <laughs> yeah, it's I. It was just a weird thing that again, who chases you down the street, grabs you around the waist, and gives you a full-on French kiss. The same trip on the way back home on the flight, the person that I was in love with that had discarded me at that time had what's called diamond status, I think, with Delta. And I hadn't talked to him in a long, long time. Like how long had it been before since you'd talked to him? Uh, months, I think. So we're on the plane, we're flying home, and the plane lands and we pull up to the gate and everyone's sitting there on the plane and all of a sudden over the <laughs> over the loudspeaker comes... Aaron Smith, please see the attendants at the gate. And once again, my bestie looks over at me and says, what did you do this time? Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> or what did you do now? I oh, think right. is what she said. And so I'm like, oh God, what? What happened? There's an emergency. My mind goes to, oh my God, someone died.
0: Yeah, that's what I would think too. I mean, freak, we have a right? big like, family. Anything could be going on. Right. Instead, it's a bigger nightmare than
1: that because I get out of the plane and the eight or nine ladies that I'm with are surrounding me. All of these people are waiting to get on the plane for the next flight. I mean, that's how close together. It was a packed little Right. Everything's
0: jammed in there.
1: And Two good-looking pilots hand me a jewelry case that had a butterfly necklace in it. And that, that was my thing with this person who is now my husband, by the way. But uh, it turns out to be this uh, beautiful butterfly necklace that he bought. It was a trinket from a store in the airport. But the fact that they announced that on a plane for me to come out made a big deal about it. It was like a movie scene again. And everybody started clapping around me. I thought I was going to faint. I was so Oh my God, that is so <laughs> cool. It's cool. But I had two movie moments in one trip. It was the universe saying, okay, you're going to be okay.
0: In this story, I find out just how lucky I am to have good friends. When I was coming out to LA in 2005 to attend the Byron Skate, uh, the Byron Skatey School, I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the Byron Skatey School. No, (laughs) it wasn't a skating school. I went to the Byron Katie School for the work. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. And if you find it interesting, I want to try it. Uh, let me know because I'm a facilitator in that. So anyway, that's a little bit of the backstory. In 2005, I went to the Byron Katie School for the work in L.A. and I don't think I've ever had ever really been to L.A. before that, but it was a 10-day deal and it was like in the middle of March. And so at that time, I was married to someone who worked for an airline and I could fly for free but because this was something I had to arrive at at a certain time and, you know, it was over at a certain time, I needed to get like, I, I needed to buy an actual ticket. Two days before I was going to leave, I look at my ticket and I realize he's booked me in on the flight going out there correctly. But going back, he's booked me like two days later or a day later or something. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? I don't know anybody out there. All the hotels out there are super expensive. I'm like, I just don't know what to do. So I call my good friend, but I have a really awesome friend who loves to travel and has a lot of travel points and just has like traveled a ton and he's a great guy. And I was just freaking out about the travel plans. I'm like, I don't want to have to pay like $750 for a a night next to the airport. So I called him and he's like, okay, hold on. He's like, just let me get back to you. I'll get back, you know, give me an hour. He calls back and he's like, okay, you are all set. When your little uh, thing ends, you just trot a block down to the Sheraton. Uh, He's like, just trot down there. He goes, they've got a room reserved for you. No problem. So I had a fantastic time at the school. And when it ended, I trotted down there. I go in and I tell him, you know, my name and that I have a reservation and they're like, okay, hold on a second. And they give me this card thing. So I go into the elevator and I'm like, I cannot figure out how to push the button. I'm like a dork to get to where <laughs> I, I need to go. This. And I was like, well, I'm like, oh God. So I come back out. I find the like the guy or whatever. And I was like, I'm like, my thing, I, I don't know how to get to my floor because <laughs> I'm a dork. And he's like, oh, no, no, that's what that card is for. He's like, um, just insert that here. And he goes, oh, there you go. I am in a freaking... Penthouse suite overlooking the airport. I walk into this room. It was like freaking huge. I had like a turret all around windows and I could overlook the planes coming and going. I had a bathroom that was like bigger than my bedroom at home. I seriously was like, what the hell just happened? How the hell did I get here? I had gone from sharing a room over at the other hotel with someone, which was fine, into this like alternate reality. I was like, oh my God, it was just like a really fabulous thing to have happen. Online dating can be exciting, fun, nerve wracking and confusing. Our call-in storyteller, Melanie, experiences all of that and more in this classic how-in-the-hell-did-I-get-here story.
2: Hi there, my name is Melanie, and this is my how-the-hell-did-I-get-here story. Um, Many years ago, at a young age of 16, I gave birth to my son, and being a young mom created some struggles of its own. And then as I got older, and he got older, we developed a really cool friendship. You know, we are still mom and son, but we have found a way to communicate the way friends would. But it still throws me off guard every now and then. Back in, oh gosh, 2000 and let's see, I think it was 2015, I decided to brave the world of online dating, which was very intimidating and a bit scary and I started to receive messages right away. It was exciting. And then I started getting really short messages. And one of the messages from a man just had three letters. D-T-F. And I was thinking, what could that possibly be? Divorce? something female? And it turns out, I reached out to my son to ask for help because you know he's younger, he's more tech savvy, he's in the know. I said, "Hey kiddo, so um, what does DTF mean?" And he messaged back saying, "Mom, are you on a dating site?" I said, "Uh, yeah. Why?" He goes, "Because DTF means down to fuck." And mom, please don't ever ask me a question like this again. Can you please Google it next time? And I and I couldn't help but. uh giggle a lot and then he said was there anything else or do I want to close the conversation and my son and I have been laughing about that ever since so how the hell did I get from being a teenage mom to having the world's coolest son where we can have these conversations I really don't know
0: thanks so much for listening If you like today's show, please take a moment to share it with a friend. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden. We also have producers who help support the show financially via Patreon.com. If that sounds fun to you and you want to help us, even $2 a month is a big deal. Check out Patreon.com and see what great perks we have for you and how you can help. Thank you so much. This week's show features my sister, Erin Beach, myself, and our call-in storyteller, Melanie. We want to say a big thanks to Melanie for calling in such a cute story. And if you have a story you might want to share, which might be featured on the air, give us a call at 323-488-3303. We also want to give a shout out to The Coloring Book Coach. Check out her new podcast, which she releases monthly, called The Month Ahead. She gives you an overview of what you can expect for the upcoming month and the chance to support yourself with specially created color palettes and coloring pages for that month. Check it out at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Our music comes from YouTube's creator library. The artist is Silent Partner and our theme song is 7th Floor Tango. Our ad music is called Blue Skies. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying How in the hell did I get here?
1: yeah so it was that was cool the ladies around me like hated me <laughs> the friends that i traveled yeah,
0: with yeah. I'm so was happening. That, did anyone film any of this shit we could put this on the show notes no no God, was- what's wrong with your friends they aren't socially media <laughs> <laughs> i'll take a picture of the necklace
1: okay have that'll that. have to do that'll have yeah. to do